Welcome everyone to this Cornish episode of the Caravan Tour of Terror, a show that finds us touring the globe through the medium of horrific, chilling and disturbing entertainment. My name's Donald and I'm the driver on this quest. Joining me at my side, as always, with a road atlas on his lap and some kind of lichen growing out of his stomach is my navigator Ali. Say hello, Ali. Hello. Yeah, all these wounds and injuries that I've received on our trip, just they're growing <laughs> some weird sort of moss. Yeah, your body every episode is usually going through some kind of awful alteration. Hey, you yeah. didn't learn the the Cornish for hello? I didn't. No. What kind of fucking lazy part? Oh, Jesus. I only do it for the country and it's in Britain. <laughs> which will piss off a lot of Cornish people. It'll basically piss off everybody to some degree yeah. or another. Yeah, one way or another it's going to annoy. Well, we are at Henry's campsite in Cornwall, the most southerly campsite in Britain. Isn't that nice? That's lovely. At the top of the Carthillian Valley, the site has many level pitches, <laughs> all with hookups. <laughs> but each pitch has an array of wild and cultivated plants. Eh? Some unusual exotic plants. You see where I'm Mm. going with this? Because of the thing I said earlier. And also the film we watched. We watched Ennis Mean. Ennis Mean. Ennis Man. But it's... E-N-Y-S-M-E-N. Yes, which means Stone Island. In Cornish. What island? Stone Island. Stone Island. I thought you knew that. There you go. No, I didn't. In Stone Island in Cornish. And it's the name. I didn't didn't learn a lot of Cornish. I'm not going to lie. I didn't learn a lot of Cornish for this. Picking you up in your Cornish. Uh, And it's also the name of the island that the protagonist of the film you're about to summarize very succinctly, I'm sure, stays on. Good luck summarizing this one. Ennis Main tells the story of a woman who is living on Ennis Main. Uh, she is a nature naturalist volunteer. Botanist, Wait, na- I think. Yeah, volunteer botanist. Mm. Um, who is um, basically keeping an eye on a very rare flower that is growing on the island that she makes daily check-ins with and uh, writes down its condition. Mm-hmm. Um, she is ostensibly alone on the island. Uh, the island's history and um... <laughs> <laughs> the train ran off the tracks. Oh, it really did! Like the main cart's flown off. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna be fucking honest. This movie is very hard to describe. <laughs> Uh, or this might actually be the hardest movie. I've said that before about movies. This might be the hardest movie to describe. You've I got a new high watched. bar for uh, yeah. trying to summarize a film. So, uh, yeah, it, this film is a non, pretty non-linear, pretty arty, experimental. Like, uh, yeah, experimental. The, the stories you're not entirely sure exactly what's happening and the director likes it like that and he yes. purposely doesn't confirm things about it uh it it kind of just talks about themes um uh, and has imagery rather than being a linear a to b story basically and if yeah. you don't like the sound of that then skip to the near the end where I talk about another film you might like, but otherwise ignore all this shit in the middle because you will not like this film. That's it. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you find that kind of thing really frustrating, maybe you'll like the imagery, but look up a trailer because it uh, looks gorgeous. Why does it look gorgeous? To uh, certain for- people that like this thing. For a couple of reasons. I mean, apart from the fact that it is just, like, the shots are very natural. Uh, And I mean that in the literal sense of uh, it's all about the greenery, the, her like, close-ups of her stepping on ground. Mm -hmm. Um, It is also, the most distinct thing about it is that it looks like it was made in the 70s. Yes, Um, it does. And I, 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 we've seen movies that kind of go for that before. Mm Mm-hmm. This, like, if you didn't know this movie was made last year, you would not have a clue. You'd never know. 
Yeah. Because it's shot on 16mm with a clockwork camera and no sound is captured on during filming. All yeah. sound is added after the fact because yeah. the camera used doesn't capture sound. So yeah, no it bim, gives it... No bim makes in this. Yeah, so... It gives it... So I, I believe the camera equipment is authentic to the time as well. And I will also talk about that later when I talk about other films to watch. Um, but it means that the film used is slightly degraded at times. It's very... Uh, there's a lot of visual noise. But also the it's been processed in a way or exposed in a way. I think slightly overexposed. So the colours are very, very lurid, which also... Mm-hmm feels like a retro thing to do um so it gives it this very very unique look top to bottom it certainly does it is uh, a, a modern movie that does not at all look like a modern movie <laughs> and it's set in the 70s so that's also <laughs> conveniently if it was set in like 2355 i would be like what the fuck is going on here uh yes it is set in the 70s yeah so you basically follow this botanist um you see her doing doing the soil checks of these plants and things like that but but strangeness just kind of starts invading the film in various ways she sees people and you're not sure exactly who they are or if they're real or if Mm -hmm. they're her from the past or if they're related to her um you see figures from the island's past that uh, uh, oh god it's it's it is, <laughs> this might end up being one of our shortest episodes I'm not it gonna lie. is so hard to discuss so like okay 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 so one of the themes of the film probably the set i mean one of the central themes of the film is about the history of a place mm-hmm. uh it starts off kind of subtly. The 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 volunteer is that what she's called? I believe yep. she's billed as like she like trips over a rusty railway line, and then she kind of exposes it, and then you like start to hear like railway noises, mm-hmm. kind of things like that. And then later on, you see uh, miners, mm-hmm. people in mining outfits. There's a mine. She always. Well, you don't know what's a mine. There's a big pit, and she ritualistically drops a rock into it every time she passes it. Uh, and I say ritualistically because at first it's just a thing she does, but then she doesn't do it, and you feel like there's consequences to it. But mm-hmm. that turns out to be a mine shaft, and fucking hell, like through the imagery, there's like it's kind of conveyed that there was maybe a bad thing that happened to these miners. Uh, and it's kind of like, it's it's the history of a place, but maybe the history of trauma of a place. A lot mm-hmm. of the things that the film talks about are bad things that happened in the past and how they are felt today kind of thing. I think that's one of the themes of it anyway. Oh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> you talk for a while because it's so fucking Yeah, difficult. your brain's on fucking fire. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, there's like uh, isolation's a big part of it. Yes, um, yeah, 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 yeah. The the loss of love, um, the the relationship between isolation and companionship. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It is, you know, the reason we're not going to be doing a theme corner in this movie. <laughs> yeah, is that, this movie is themes. The, that start theme corner started almost immediately. Yeah, because it is uh-huh. just themes. Yeah, um, the the lichen eventually starts growing on her body well I'm, I'm, we're just i'm by the way we're flipping flopping all over the place i don't yeah. care like i'm sure it might have been kermode or it might have been the director said it kind of evoked time ancientness and i was like it sort of does actually okay i'll give you that one because these things are so open to interpretation that people could probably interpret all kinds of things onto this uh oh my god there's backwards movement yep a lot of that, both in terms of um, the like um, characters that appear, you yeah. know, are shown doing things in reverse, but yeah. also uh, nature. You know, you see the the tide going yeah. out, but not going out. It is literally reversed. Yeah, it's reversed. Um, there's a shot where the volunteer leaves the living room of the wee cottage she's staying, 
and she walks into a mirror image of the living room. But they they did that. They had to make like so all the set had to be made in reverse. Yep. Otherwise, so there's the <laughs> well, she will touch it later. There's like a sign that says oven. It's not to do with an oven. And they had to make a reverse sign, otherwise it would have been reversed and silly mm-hmm. things like that. Um, yeah, there's a shitload going on in this film. There, yeah. there is. <laughs> uh, there really is. I mean, like, also the, uh, the way it plays with time and your expectations yeah. of time um, within that context uh, are all over the place. Yeah. Um, you know, there's... This movie, like, even if we do spoil things, this movie is hard to spoil because it's not about the plot. It isn't. Yeah, um, I mean, you literally, no one knows exactly what the plot is, I would yeah. argue. So you can't spoil You, you could, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, um, she's, uh, she writes in her diary, uh, I think the first one you see is the 23rd of April, 1973. Mm-hmm. But as that's being talked about, as she's doing that on the radio, they talk about uh, a boat being lost on the 1st of May, 1973, which mm. is obviously later in time. <laughs> but that boat, that boat uh, is also commemorated on a plaque saying it sunk in 1897. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it's all over the place. Like, it yeah. is, it's a very strange movie. Yeah. There's, oh, yes. You, you also just have in, like images which are strange and with very little explanation. She's looking at the planet at one point and behind her, there just appears about 10 women in like old fashioned clothing. And mm-hmm. they're just murmuring a little song and doing a little stampy dance. Yeah, they're, they're kind of like marching in place. Yeah. Not acknowledged by the main character who doesn't really see, doesn't see them. Nope. Yeah. And then you just move on with your life. <laughs> yeah. There's a, a a priest that appears and just says a couple lines completely like away from, not next to her, not near her, mm. just out where, out in the fields yeah. uh, that it cuts to. Is that the one that sings the hymn later? I can't remember. Yes. Yeah, okay. That's yes. fine. That, that's the actress's father. Oh. Also a noted character actor. Uh, the actress is the director's partner. So, oh, really? <laughs> yep. So, a uh, lot of... I don't know. It's a family movie. Yeah, family yeah. It's a family movie, I but not in the sense that that, that I, says. Yeah. <laughs> I usually. said that, then I didn't want to say that. And I was going to say, like, it's a movie with people. <laughs> Which is... Certainly fucking nice. Nearly, nearly all movies ever made, apart from Koi and Esquatsi, probably. Anyway, um, the style of acting, it's not just made in a... It's not just shot as if it's in the 1970s. I feel like the style of acting is also slightly... It feels retro yeah it's hard to describe exactly why i think that it just feels like that it feels like also this is another thing i'll talk about with confidence uh and no knowledge of uh it feels like one of those 1970s public information british adverts you've all yep. the famous one of the watcher of the water who's like don't don't swim in the canal or I'll get you. You know that one? Yeah. And they're all sh- they're shot on film and there's just a eeriness to them. There's a bit there's a bit of an eeriness to this, although it only has one moment of actual like scary moments. Yeah. Uh otherwise it's more just about the atmosphere and the whole film is kind of more about the atmosphere, not just the horror aspect of it, I would say. Yeah, it, re- it, it kind of reminded me in the way it's shot not obviously not in dialogue um mm. but the way that it's shot and the way that the the characters act literally act um mm. remind me of that kind of like 60s 70s like kind of kitchen sink realist dramas oh of um, which i've watched many 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 i have not watched any i don't know what you're talking about but it's fine now. i believe you yeah, so it, it's that kind of... It was that kind of way where um, during the 60s and 70s they got out of that sort of 
um, stilted way that movies used oh, to be. Oh, I see, yeah. So it, it became this, like, about real people doing real things I in see. a very real manner. Mm. Um, and that kind of comes through despite the fact that this is, like, an otherworldly, ethereal... <laughs> kind of movie yeah. um it, it's that kind of like straightly straight like this is a person doing this thing rather than this is like this over-the-top character or this uh, caricature of a person mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so it is it's, it's got a very very deliberate i mean this was like um we talked last week about um a couple of movies where it's you know it's especially being terrifier uh someone's um like vision someone's passion project and this is that but on the complete other side (laughs) of terrifier um yeah like i i could see this guy having like thought about this movie for like 20 years written yeah. down notes like that kind of movie of like i'm making this for me not for anyone else yeah yeah well the mark jenkin he's obviously cornish uh i do have the blu-ray and it includes stuff like haunters of the deep from 1984 a children's film foundation adventure that shares many west cornwall locations with ennis main made quite an impression on mark jenkin so it's stuff that like he watched when he was a child that mm. really nice bfi blu-ray they include the blu-ray the dvd and all these special features including movies the director said were influential in this film Jesus. i think it's really good package for what yeah like isn't that cool so i didn't fucking watch it, obviously but i i might one day <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh, that's really cool. Uh, I'm very yeah. busy, though. Like, I'm going to watch Terrifier <laughs> 2 again. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's very much his. It's, it's. I did watch a wee interview with him, and I think he's. I think he was born in Cornwall, Cornwall, moved away, learned filmmaking in London or whatever, and moved back later in life and had like a. I don't know if it was newfound, but he has a love of where he's from. So he's made two big films both set in Cornwall, both really Cornish. <laughs> yeah. And, really uh, fucking un- Cornish. So it's, and uh, unfortunately for us, we know fuck all about Cornwall. <laughs> we do, but there are things that resonate uh, depending on where you're from, I suppose. So a big thing to do with this film is uh, like maritime loss. So <laughs> as you say, the radio was playing that that like memorial thing about the this uh, lifeboat disaster that happened uh, oh i thought that the the Govenic see the the sign on the mantelpiece i thought that was mm-hmm. a lifeboat that was trying to rescue the troll in distress so i'm not sure yeah it's probably both probably whatever anyway you're never sure exactly when that happened but the point of the film is well i think it is is like maritime loss and its effect on a community or even an individual mm-hmm. through time because as we said the span of the movie is near enough 100 years and you're never sure exactly when this thing mm-hmm. happened um and i'm from a place where a bad maritime disaster happened so i can attest that that's very true uh the Iolair disaster don't know if you've ever mm. heard of it i have not so yeah, basically after World War One, this big transport ship called the Isle Air was coming back to Stornoway, where I'm from. Fuck, I've doxed myself. Uh, it's not how doxing works. I know. And it hit rocks uh, and went down. And I think it was bad weather, but it was, God, off memory, I believe it was like New Year's Eve or something. Or it was very close to, it was... Or New I think it was New Year's Eve, yeah. Or Hogmanay. What would normally be a time of celebration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um the even though they weren't far from shore the weather was choppy and i also think that back in those days even if you were like from this kind of place because i think it still happens now you don't tend to learn to like back then anyway you didn't tend to learn to swim even though you were working around water i believe there was like a weird thing where don't quote me on this this might just be bots from people back home that have told me things like this it was like if you go down a fishing vessel, you're 
you're done for back in those days so just just go down like <laughs> oh yeah I mean? just go that down like just, a great just, deal. <laughs> just accept your fate and go down so like uh, a couple of hundred men lost their lives and obviously it was a small community so that affected the, basically every yeah bit like, bit like I, I know people whose great grandfathers died on the earlier uh, mine didn't thankfully but um and i mean it was just a horrible time because it was new year's day and literally dead bodies washing up on the rocks and you would probably tend to know know them or know someone so awful time mm -hmm. but it's still i mean that was 1919 so we like that still gets talked about 100 years later and there's still mm -hmm. the airport had portraits of a lot of the men things like mm. that that were lost so that's quite a like personal connection i can make to this film because mm -hmm. definitely 100 percent that's something that i think's worth talking about it's, it's very particular to like a an island or maritime community and, and even though specifically a small tent yeah tent, it's to be rural community yeah and even though the two communities in question are li literally, literally about, as opposite, about as, uh -huh. <laughs> as opposite ends of the same uh british isles as you can get uh yeah i was like wow this is yeah very effective yeah. So look forward to Donald's incomprehensible experimental horror movie about that disaster <laughs> coming in 2025. He's gone and fucking done it. Yeah. I did I think of it for yeah. fuck's sake. Yeah. I mean, I'm not talented or a filmmaker, but still, God, I could have done it for fuck's sake. Don't laugh. That makes it sound like you're agreeing with what I just said. I could have done it. I think you could. <laughs> No, so I fucking couldn't have done. Okay, right, we're, pu that. we're pushing, we're pushing the release back to 2026 to give him more time <laughs> to work through his personal issues. When you can make a personal connection with a very fucking abstract film like this, it does help a lot with drawing. Yeah, totally, absolutely. And I, out I, of it. and I like. There's also certain, and obviously you can correct me if I'm wrong, but there's certain things about this, like that would that I would even relate to, like Lewis of um, Standing Stones. Yeah, 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 and I'm not yeah, meaning yeah. that. Obviously, you've got the Callanish, but but it's more the fact that like these things don't. There's no standing stones in Glasgow. That's not how <laughs> big cities work. Like it is about like what that means to a community, what yeah. that represents to a community, as yeah. well as how religion plays into that and yeah. how people cope with that or, or use that. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, one of the things that feels like that the standing stone in the film is very it looks very good <laughs> it does because i was like oh that's really handy that they got this standing it's not real well because it, uh, it fucking disappears at one point no but i think i believe it is real but okay. they do things obviously i'm not 100 percent, but i believe it is real and then it's camera trickery and things because i mean at one point <laughs> One point, it knocks on the door, so you know <laughs> they didn't. Yeah, it. Uh -huh. <laughs> but, um, yeah. The the dropping of the rock into the pit that she does over and over again. It's just a repeated motif. You, she goes, she measures the temperature of the soil of the plant. She walks past the pit. She drops a rock. She looks down, and you can see the rock just going down the pit. She does it over and over mm -hmm. again, and then one time she drops it, and it sort of misses and then i feel like it's just a soundtrack thing there's like an ominous thing and she yeah, runs back and does it yeah basically she like uh, like she's feeling a bit off yeah. and instead of so what she'll normally do is stand yes. at the pit and yeah. hold her arm out yeah and then drop it like very yeah. deliberately yeah and on this time she just kind of wants to get away get, yes, get back right. and she just picks up a rock and chucks it in yeah and she takes a couple of steps and then she walks back and does her more deliberate drop yes. than... So um, the director was asked about that and he said, it, it's kind of like a, he thinks it's like a ritual. He, he's like, yeah, everyone does that. Or at least where I'm from, everyone does that. I think it was, it was like a modern ritual to him kind of thing. Yeah, and I was like, I, "What the fuck do people do that?" <laughs> anyway. I, I could see it for like, like obviously, um, if it's from where he's from, that it could be a thing, like a specific thing to Cornwall or even yeah, more yeah. insular to where he's from. Um, but there is that thing of like people have their rituals, people have yeah. their things that they want to do. Yeah, and, more generally, that's what I thought it was anyway. 
yeah yeah that, that it's a, a personal thing and when you break from that personal ritual how that can make a person change or feel mm. or think about things yeah, yeah i like it i like it right i've got it it's boswin's oh i can never pronounce this in asterisks men menier you know m-e-n-h-i-r menor menier I've always said, yeah, it's also is that not like a like Norwegian or something like that that usually gets. Well, it's called Boswin's Menier Menor, and it's uh, featured in Mark Jenkins' 2022 film Edis Men. So it exists. So ha. From Britonic languages. Are you looking up Menier now? <laughs> <laughs> We'll do anything to get out of having to try and talk about this film, you which have is so no idea. <laughs> you have no idea. Oh my god. Um, okay. So one thing I will talk about is the grain and faults in the film stock. Like you get like scratches mm-hmm. and certain things, or like the edges look like they're maybe overexposed. So like there's a little bit of whiteness. Mm-hmm. it really works but it kind of reminded me of an old chemistry teacher i had who loved vinyl and hated cds at the time yeah he so was he, well ahead of his time <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. back then i was like what the fuck and then i put on corn on my cd because to him those the the records he had they had imperfections in them or they'd grown imperfections but were being well loved and he switched to digital and he was like, fuck all my little, all the tiny little hisses and scratches are gone. Now, he did love jazz. And if anyone's going to have that opinion about little hisses and scratches, it's jazz fans. And I liked him, but I don't like jazz. <laughs> Donald doesn't do fucking jazz. No, he doesn't. But the point stands, the green and faults of this film, it really felt, it, it felt part of it and it would be like totally different and shit if they were fake effects added digitally and the film yeah. would be much lesser if it what it didn't feel authentic which it does and getting it, authenticity is very difficult oh yeah it, it <laughs> gives it a, a sort of feeling of like a lost movie yeah yeah like something that someone's dug up and been like oh wow this was right we need to put this out and we're just going to put it out as is mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. It, it's yeah it's all so deliberate yeah, yeah. It's interesting you mentioned Lost Movie, actually, because uh, I just heard of a horror movie the other day, and it's, it is a modern film that's made to look like a lost 70s movie with bookends of talking about it was like a dangerous film, and there's like images inserted into it that's, you know, supposed to be like... Subliminal. Oh, yeah, subliminal, and maybe scratches and things. Probably not done authentically at all. But now that you've said that, I need to fucking figure out what the <laughs> that movie's called. Oh, no. Really, the way that uh, the time through the beginning to the end of the movie flows um, is extremely odd. Um, mm-hmm. mm. Because even though, like, we've I've already talked about that kind of, like, uh, you know, the boat, the way, whether it's... 1973 or 1897 or whatever um but even she keeps a record every day uh and every day she you see her writing the next date but Mm -hmm. it still gives this impression of like timelessness Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like it's like she's making up her own timeline to a certain extent to try and keep herself at least this is what I got from it. Yeah, and again, yeah, 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 That's yeah. all this fucking movie is. <laughs> is that she's like you do, using this to keep her own head straight in terms of day to day. All these weird things are happening. She's got liking growing on her, like, <laughs> but she's got she needs this kind of like ritual routine yeah. to to keep her from because again she's alone on this island. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To keep her sane, to keep her going, mm-hmm. um, mm. and as it's, it's, it's 
t- time plays such a huge, huge part of this. Yeah. And I think it's in so many different aspects, as you said, with the way that um, time can affect a community, how it can affect a tragedy, and mm. then how can it affect a person. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it is, it's, 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 they play around with that a lot. Oh, um, a lot, yeah. I think that's why I, this film's so hard to discuss in terms of plot, because time's just... <laughs> Not treated with any respect whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and one thing um, that I will mention is that uh, there are a couple of uh, nude scenes um, mm. for the from the volunteer. Um, and what I found excellent about that is it's not done through a lens of voyeurism. Yeah. Um, it is a very matter-of-fact mm. uh, way of portraying it um, that reminds mm-hmm. me a lot of Under the Skin, the Scarlett Johansson oh, movie. Oh, right, yeah. Um, because that one especially, like, that was a nude scene with Scarlett Johansson, a mm. renowned worldwide sex symbol. But mm-hmm. as you're watching that scene, there's no, like titillation there's no like you don't even really notice it happening because it's about what is actually happening in the scene yeah rather than hey here's nudity for nudity um yeah and it's uh, for a movie like that it's very very difficult to draw that line um especially with horror because horror has a huge not very pleasant history with the exploitation of women and nudity yeah yeah so uh that i just found uh a really nice touch yeah uh in the movie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as a total aside the movie i was trying to think of is called antrim and listen just listen to this quickly and i will the irish by any chance no 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 a movie released in the late 70s that supposedly that's not true that supposedly has deleterious effects on those who watch it the bulk of the movie is allegedly the only known print of the film which has itself been altered by a third party but i think that that is totally faked but i think we should watch it just for entrance just yeah because it sounds interesting um sorry (laughs) it's a total aside no you're fine (laughs) um we've not really spoken have we spoken a bit about the male presence in the film not really not really um it's hard to (laughs) it is so she has uh uh, um cb radio or something Mm. along those lines um that she uses to communicate with what could be a, a sister uh, back on what appears could, could be, be anyone. anyone exactly could be but, herself <laughs> yeah that is also true but yeah she's uh that she keeps in contact with and then she's also got um a, a local boatman who mm. comes to drop off supplies for her uh like fuel and tea that was the scariest part of the movie for me when she ran out of tea <laughs> um uh, the boatman's role uh, throughout this movie is very nebulous because, mm. uh, and the, the, this actually might be the closest to spoilers that I will get. Okay. Um, that you have, uh, she clearly has some sort of relationship with this man um, at one point that she's shown having sex with him, but that's implied to be in the past mm. uh but when she arri- when he arrives they have tea in a kind of awkward yeah but not it's not awkward in the sense that it's two people that don't like each other it's two mm. people that have a history and mm. don't really know how to act in front of one another mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but the boatman is also uh so going back to what you were saying earlier about whether it's a trawler or a lifeboat yeah um the boat that he drops off the supplies in yeah. has the sign oven the full sign on the back of the boat yeah oh god what's it called what's it called what's it called govenic 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 so um so it's a fragment and, obviously sorry but yes, then you see the uh, full same sign on his boat yeah and it is the same sign <laughs> yeah same color same print yeah. whatever like yeah. and that really ties into that theme of loss mm. um and it's uh, a mixture between love, loss, you know, uh, loss of friendship, loss of companionship, mm. her getting thrown back into that isolation mm-hmm. uh, and whether she's 
imagining this or it's actually happening or you know all that is obviously left up to the viewer um, mm-hmm. but it really um plays into the whole, like a lot of the themes in the movie with the way that he both interacts with her through the radio and in person but also his supposed death mm-hmm. um whether in 1973 or 1897 <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's it's an odd movie <laughs> yeah it's uh... uh it's a movie unlike almost anything i've ever seen <laughs> And yeah, I do. It's it's so hard to keep going on this. Not that it's just so yeah. It's just so about the imagery and the yeah. feel and the mood. And it is very fucking hard to convey effectively in words. It mm-hmm. really is. I will say that um, we did touch upon earlier that all the performances in this feel very natural. Mm. Um, well I disagree the, I think they feel unnatural but of the time unnatural as in natural <laughs> as in suitably stilted is what I thought they felt like but you know tomato tomato and all that yeah <laughs> either way we both liked it for completely different fucking reasons so great I don't think we know what the hell we're doing. <laughs> With this one, it's it's arguably the hardest to yeah. talk about that I've yeah. ever had to talk about. Maybe anything in my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I will say I literally had no idea what this was like going into it. So I was like, oh, God. Oh, man. <laughs> when, when five minutes in, I was like, right. Brace yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I, I mean, five minutes in, that basically continues through to the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's not a movie of big highs and low lows. It is a movie that happens. Yeah. Um, and that is not a criticism or necessarily a, a praise. It is just what it is. Yeah. Which is very much um, in line with what this movie is. <laughs> uh, do you want to rate it? Go on. I don't know. Go on, rate it at a ten. Go on. I don't know if I enjoyed this movie. Mm. I'm, but that is also not to say that it is not a quality movie. Yeah, you can recognise um, something's worth and say it wasn't exactly, for you. Exactly. Um, I would, I would probably, if I had to, if I had to rate it personally. Yeah, I'm just going to prob- force you. No, I know, and that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> but if I had to rate it personally, as in, like, did I enjoy this movie? It's probably a five mm. because it's so weird, it's so unique, and you get in, you get out what you put into it. Yeah, to a certain extent. Uh, mm-hmm. But in, in terms of quality, it's probably a seven or an eight. Yeah. It is a passion project that is masterfully done. Um, yeah. Excellently acted, beautifully shot. Um, it's just incomprehensible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I tend to agree because, I mean, the fact that a lot of... This is definitely an art film. Yeah. And a lot of art films, they're, it's not really our bag... And even some of them even border on. Do we really recognise why these are supposed to be good? But this is definitely, this is definitely very interesting and worth seeing. Mm-hmm. I would probably even with the. I, I feel like I got a lot of I got a lot out of it, and you could probably get more out of it. But the journey is still it is. It's slightly sluggish, <laughs> just yeah. because no, it, it, like, like you said pretty succinctly, it basically has the same mood the whole way through. It's not the the narrative isn't linear uh, or straightforward or really present. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it's not the I, I've I have watched it two and a half times, <laughs> but <laughs> but. I, 
I don't know. I don't. the The toughness of watching it does mean. Can I give it a nine? Thinking mm. that would I watch it tomorrow? No, it's hard. I mean, there are other films like that that I would give a nine and say I don't want to watch it for ages, like Son of Saul, a grueling mm. World War Two Holocaust film. So it's tough. I'm I'm staying an eight. I think mm-hmm. that's fair. Even though the um, quality is really high, I'm still saying an eight. Yeah, I, I, I felt that you were possibly going to come into this, maybe not with the same um, praise or, you mm. know, whatever, um, but I, I, the same kind of feeling as November. Yeah, I was thinking about November, um, but I don't know. I don't know. It's just... And I think that's only because they are mm. both kind of arty... Yes. passion projects it's not that they are similar movies at all i think it's just the it's just the lack of narrative in this one means that it's not the sort of film it's not really in general films about narrative few and far between that i'd like weirdly i think i mentioned koyanis quatsi earlier which is a yes, non-narrative film <laughs> weird but that's the other one i don't tend to like films without any narrative where it just basically doesn't have a narrative. So I feel like it's just punching really hard to get the eight, despite the fact that on paper, pff, I don't know. And I also, it's not, we always talk about this. We talked about this last episode. It's not a horror movie because Mark Jenkins says it's not a horror movie on the commentary or in the interview, or whatever the hell I heard him say, it's not really a horror movie. So fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I don't even know. It's it's a movie that is kind of genreless. Yeah, like what is it? Like you can't really just put a pin in it, and that is the whole point. I'd love to movie. see it in a theater. If yeah, if it was because they, I I know they do. They have done film print projections, like authentic film print projections. I'd love to see that once. Yeah. Um, I'm going to watch this Blu-ray again? Once, maybe. I don't know. And and going back to what you were saying about um, narrative, it's it's what makes it, as you said, slightly sluggish. It's because narrative is what pulls you through a movie. Narrative, you you want to see what happens next. Yeah. Neither of us are sitting here thinking, "We, we love art films. We don't, because it's yeah. not what we like. Ah, <laughs> so. uh-huh, totally. I, I I struggled with November, despite the fact I know it's an excellently yes. made, very good movie. Yeah. Same with this. It's mm-hmm. uh, I I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. But I find it hard to enjoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. I am okay with those two things. The, the, everyone has their own tastes. Yeah. But you can't look at this movie and not see quality. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I'm interested to know what the wider public thought about this film. So we liked it, but we're a bit mixed, you know, some things. And I'm sure if you look online, you'll find reviews from other people who just try to be as nuanced in their appreciation of something they might not actually, you know, enjoy wholeheartedly. Is that correct? You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. yeah. I mean... R.T. Cassidy on Amazon said, awful. (laughs) One out of five, absolute gash. (laughs) Gash? Gash, absolute gash. I do like it. Not gash. Uh, I mean, I do. I mean, what? (laughs) What? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Carl called it uh, an hour and a half of nonsensical rubbish. One of those films where there is no plot, just random scenes leaving you to piece together what is actually going on. But you don't bother as it's too boring to care enough about. Wait a minute. What do you mean one of those films? One of those films? Uh, They're they're a ten a penny, Donald. Have you not seen every film that's like this? I don't think he's watching a lot of those films. I'm being horrifically judgmental. Yep. Uh, Over on uh, IMDb, uh, Surgical Ruckus. Give it a point out of ten. Surgical ruckus. Uh, that said, woman starts generator, then writes a notebook. <laughs> I mean, that as a snippet is entirely accurate, yes. Yeah. We didn't even mention the generator. Oh, my 
God. There's a bit where the generator isn't on, but the electricity's on. It's a... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he also didn't watch the last 23 minutes of the movie. Oh, for fuck's sake. To be fair, right, we... I will say, although we talk about it being narrativeless and basically the same mood the whole way through, there is a bit of a... somewhat of a crescendo towards the end. Yeah. There is. It, yeah. it, you're not entirely sure what's happening exactly, but still, yeah. there is some somewhat of a climax to it. Yeah, we're, we're just talking in the terms of you would normally view a movie. Yes. <laughs> like, it, it isn't just like she walks from one side of the yeah. island to the other and that is the end of the movie. Yes. It's, it's not as narratively bereft as we are saying. It is just that Compared to Relatively, most movies you will yes. ever, ever see, there is essentially That no we plot. will ever see. There's prob- there probably oh, are yeah. lots of uh-huh, narrative obviously. lists. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, film school exists. Yes. Um, Gummo exists. I believe that's also... Slice of Life, Slice of Life filmmaking exists. Slice and I believe life, that's a yeah. lot of no payoff, no nothing, so... Gethin Jenkins Jones gave it one out of ten. No joke. Perhaps the worst film I've ever seen. <laughs> we need to show this person a cloud so high. Because that's a bad movie that does have a plot. <laughs> yeah, this person says they spent some of their life in Cornwall. They studied as an ecolo- uh, ecologist. And they're a movie fan that knows the basics of good storytelling. And they hate it. And they hate it. Oh, is that Gethin, sorry? Is Gethin yeah, that was in the, the same, same wow. review. Same review. Oh, that's a shame. Isn't it a little bit if someone's so personally connected to a film and just doesn't resonate with them at all? That's a shame. Ah, he's a movie fan. He loves Transformers. <laughs> no, don't get personal. Don't get. That's the worst attack you can ever make on Gethin. <laughs> he probably has better taste than we do for fuck's sake. He's reviewed one movie. And is it this one? Oh, no. wait. Oh. oh, no, he's not. No, he's reviewed one movie. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, we can draw no conclusions about his taste. Yeah. Then. yeah. He felt this was... He's a movie fan, and he felt this was the one he needed to review. Um, Christopher on Amazon gave it five stars. This is a true gem. Wow. What an incredible film. Horror that stays with you for weeks. No. No, yeah. You can see why I picked this one out. Film that stays with you for weeks... Yeah. I'll grant you. And not for the reasons that you would expect. Yeah. 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 Oh, God. Imagine if you just saw that review and you're like, my God, I'm going to be terrified. Yeah. I mean, I watched this. A true horror gem that stays with you for weeks. Alone, in the dark, by myself. Fine. Mm-hmm. I don't think about I mean, I really, my pulse can't have quickened once. No. And I'm not slowed, brave. Probably. I get scared <laughs> by things, Alistair. Okay. Slowed. <laughs> um, it matched match the stampy dance of the yeah. old women. Uh, Alan515 on IMDb says, 10 out of 10, the best English language film of the century so far. Wow. Superbly wow. written, directed, and acted. Wow, wow, we were. That is... Whew. It's hard to know what else to say without containing spoilers. <laughs> oh, he's got confused I, I to different want, movies. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see him spoil this movie. Peter Andre Vartha uh, says, after seeing this film, nothing will be the same again. All right, it will. Come on, calm <laughs> yeah. down. What do you mean? Yes, it will. You don't want every film to be like this, and you won't hold up every film compared to this and be like, well... It's got a structured plot, for God's yeah. sake. How passe. Um, yeah, so it's it's either the best movie people have ever seen yeah. or That's, the worst movie people yeah, have ever fair. seen. Fair enough. Yeah. And that, <laughs> that, for internet reviews, I would expect nothing less. Yeah, I know. That could be most films we look at. Yeah. Say, to be fair. From watching this movie, what would you recommend other people watch? Easy. Real fucking easy. I would recommend Mark Jenkins' first film, Bait. Not a horror movie. Think harder. So, do do you know anything about Bait? I don't don't know anything about Mark Jenkins, except he's married to Mary Woodvine. Cool. 
So I heard about bait before. I, I got Ennis main because calling it Ennis men. I had already meant to watch bait, never had. And then I heard that the guy that made bait is making a folk horror movie. So I was like, great, get on board. So bait is all the things we like about this film with a plot. Ooh. So it's also slightly more extreme. So bait is filmed on equipment from the thirties or something. Nice. It's black and white. That's scratched to fuck. Like the hand cranked camera. So everything's <laughs> got a slight like it looks pretty naturalistic to be fair. I think they did get you know how in the old movies the if the frames per second was like sixteen or something, so everyone moves a bit weird. Mm -hmm. Because they're hand cranking. No, because that the because the, the uh, cinematographer, cameraman, yeah, uh, has to actually keep yeah. a steady rhythm. Yeah. So I uh, believe that other... Mark Jenkins for bait had to keep a steady rhythm. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah. The main character is the boatman from Ennis Main, um, and the plot is basically he's uh, a fisherman, but he's fallen out with his brother. His brother's taking. So it's filmed in 1930s, set in modern times. His brother's taking booze cruises out with their family boat, and he's fucking annoyed and grumpy about it. He lives in, they live in a little Cornish fishing village, and then Londoners are coming in. They're buying up places, making Airbnbs, loads of local tension, loads of stuff about tradition. You're pissing on tradition. These fucking incomers are coming in and spoiling everything. But it's... So it's so it's kind of got some of the central themes of tradition and things like that. It's got the style, but it's just it's. I, I really liked it a lot. I, I do think it's better. I, I like it better than Ennis Main because it's surprisingly watchable. Because mm -hmm. I didn't watch it because I was like, oh, it sounds really interesting. The way it's filmed really interesting, but fucking hell, can I be bothered? But it's I it it clips along nicely because it's. At the end of the day, a normal film shot in a weird way to emphasize the central theme of the film, which is yeah. really good. It works really, really well. And the boatman's face, there's something about, like, he's just got such an interesting face. Yeah. Like, he's I'm, really I'll agree with that. Like, he, to be fair, I actually didn't recognize him until I saw it because he's always wearing a bloody cap and bait, like a fisherman's hat. He looks slightly different. I mean, it's black and white, obviously. So it kind of makes everything look slightly different, I suppose. But mm -hmm. he's such a fascinating face. And it's, you know, a lot of the time it's just looking at his reactions and things. And the, the sound work is really weirdly just jointed because it's that thing of, obviously they had to record it later, but it's still, yeah. it just works. It, so... I don't know what the hell he's going to do for his next movie because he's he has kind of he he did the black and white really authentic. I mean the the film they use in bait is worse. The, the it's more scratched up because I believe mm -hmm. it's more authentic somehow. I don't know. It can't be all the time. Film degrades, but like the equipment was is so old that there's way more of like the scratches and degradation and things like that. And they only had so much film because they were working on no budget. So they just had to get things right as they were, right, we're going to get this right, otherwise we're fucked here. So it's kind of weirdly the more extreme version of Ennis Main and stylistically, but also more watchable. Mm -hmm. So I would generally give it a 9 out of 10, I think. I thought it was really good. Yeah, so you, Mark Jenkins doing good work. He is, weird, but I don't, Weird work. I don't know what work. he's going to do next. Like, And also, I suppose, be... <laughs> Bates' whole attitude towards incomers and <laughs> is something that happens in where I'm from a lot. Also, <laughs> so it's like yeah, you and Mark Jenkins, man, you yeah. collaborate. <laughs> but um, yeah, what the hell is he going to do next time? Don't like know. I don't know. But anyway, yeah. So I would. It's not a horror movie, but then neither is Ennis Main. But I, if anyone was interested in something like this, I would always point them towards Bait, mm. even though it looks so much less pe penetrable being it looks so <laughs> extremely odd um yeah. I, I, there's just something about the the, the juxtaposition of the mod, like modern day shot in that way that ties into the theme so well mm -hmm. it really does so yeah um I would say, uh, and I'm going to go uh, to more mainstream. Although I'm not like not full mainstream. Uh, <laughs> 
Un- uh, as I mentioned earlier, Under the Skin. Yeah, yes. Um, a film I've not watched, unfortunately. It is um, similar in, in that the plot is minimal um, and is all about taking out what you uh, what you put in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the performances are genuinely excellent and... Um, uses a lot of natural uh there's there's some uh, moments in that movie where it's not actors it is people that didn't know they were being filmed that consented afterwards mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um uh and my other one is the lighthouse uh ah, my yes. favorites robert eggers um two out of three black and white films in this yes. short segment <laughs> yes um I've not uh, seen uh, that film in a long time, and I should rewatch it. Yes, I, I also need to rewatch it, just mainly because I love it. Um, mm. Again, it, it's uh, stylistically similar. It is um, is that shot in four by three? Yes, I think I saw yeah. it at the cinema. I don't, I've not. We seen did. It I saw it with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that that. Uh, if you've not seen The Lighthouse, I highly recommend it. Uh, it is a movie rife with themes, but has much more of a plot and is also um, it's headlined by two incredible performances by mm. Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. Um, yeah. Genuinely can't give that movie enough praise. You can definitely enjoy that on a slightly more surface level if that's yeah. all you want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even, even under the skin is more abstract than the lighthouse. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. But under the skin, filmed in Glasgow and surrounding areas. Isn't it's, it? it's Scotland. It's been yeah, like yeah, I think yeah. they go up north. Like it's all over Scotland. Uh, but yeah, there I, are several, I need to several watch scenes that. in Glasgow. So I didn't find anything particularly trivially interesting for this film. I did find one thing, mm-hmm. um, and. That is that um, it was shot during the COVID nineteen lockdown. Oh yes, but uh, they made uh, the movie with the intent of having the l- low low carbon footprint um, oh, right. as possible. Mm-hmm. So this movie produced uh, four point five tons of CO two <laughs> compared with the usual film, which would be three thousand tons oh, of my CO two. So. Uh, that that I actually find interesting just due to the nature of the film yeah. of it being a very natural film and yeah, like, yeah. you know small crew, small cast mm. remote uh, island and I don't feel yeah. bad like the, the fact that they were able to get that lower carbon footprint they had to get all that stuff onto that island <laughs> off of that island. like do you know what I mean so yeah that the fact that they set out with that um, wow. goal and made this movie from it is yeah. very impressive. Wow. I didn't even know data was available like that. My God. Well, uh, I learned the other day about climate anxiety, so I'm sure we're going to be learning a lot more about that in the years to come. Oh, yeah. Do you know about climate oh, anxiety? Yeah. I'm sure you know all about climate anxiety. I'm sure you've got climate anxiety. <laughs> I mean, is it, oh God, the world is burning? It is, but uh, I think it's specifically the... Uh, they want to study or they're seeing an effect in younger people because it's on their minds more. They're yeah. getting more affected by it. Yeah. The, the, the ex- existential dreads hitting earlier than usual because we're screaming towards a crisis. It's all good. Yeah, yeah it's all fine. Ah, dear. Fuck it, we'll just make podcasts of the word burns. <laughs> we'll listen to them so, on gramophones. We'll need to paint this on vinyl because digital, yeah. everything electronic is going to go. So, um, so and... Uh, We've we've been in the UK for a wee while now. Mm-hmm. Are we, where, where, where are we off to next? Funny you should set it up like that. I think it's time we shake it up a bit. Yeah. I think we should go further afield. Okay. I'm thinking... The moon! A- Asia. Ooh, that's a large place with many countries. We're in Asia. <laughs> I'm thinking we start in Japan. Okay, that's how are we going to get the caravan here? There, drive, drive. Yes, yes. Well, we'll see you in 
two years. That's no, usually well, <laughs> how these podcasts go, <laughs> yeah, anyway. Exactly. I, either way, yeah, I, I fancy, I fancy a bit. I'm in a bit of a J horror mood, and then I think we'll just do a wee, we'll just do a wee, yeah, a wee gallivant round. You Asia. fancy it? I'm totally up for. I, yeah. I don't drive, mate. So you, I'm stuck in this caravan. You're not You've, my hostage. Yeah, well. Can you please confirm for the audio recording that you're not my hostage? Uh, I, uh, Ali, am not Donald hostage. You just doxed us? <laughs> Wait, you don't know what doxing is. I've learned through these podcasts. Right, until, well, see you in Japan. Yeah, right? see you in Japan. Yeah. I know what hello is there. I'm not saying hello yet. <laughs> Say goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Oh, God. <laughs> Bye.